This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's Betting the Ponies on the Bet Rivers Network. Back here, another edition Betting the Ponies, Bet Rivers Network, Monzo Malusis the Moose. Most couple successful weeks for us here on betting the ponies, giving out winners, exactas, left and right, both of us being pretty successful in doing so, and we'll try and keep that going forward this week, Moose. But last week, cold exactas, winners, left and right. So if you're following along with the podcast right here on the Bet Rivers Network, you're profiting. You are profiting, Mons. You're firing out winners left and right. I was at Stick and Puck on saturday taking the boys in uh, beautiful stamford connecticut uh, at twin rinks uh not that i'm uh, just where we were and uh monzo and my buddy friend john from orange were on a group text and you guys are like winning four or five k uh and you're like where are you and i'm like well i'm i'm watching my kids play hockey and gregory tackle paul on the ice and paul coming off the ice complaining and uh, my wife giving me an earful this is where i'm at they're like well why aren't you betting? I go, because I'm here. And Monzo's like, oh, great. Then when I got back in and started playing races late in the day, I was the cooler, you know, or the mush. What was that? Goodfellas, the mush. They were at Aqueduct and the horses coming down the stretch, right? I was the mush. I basically, then I started tailing some of you and Johnny's plays and I was the mush. Basically every horse that we bet dropped an anchor late in the day, but I wasn't there for the winning streak. I was there for the losing streak. And that always seems to happen to Mark Malusis. <laughs> you know what? I'll, I'll say this. In the Pan American, I thought you and I were both going to be on Therapist. And you backed off. Yeah, I backed off. I went with uh, my my guy, Rye, or whatever the hell the horse's yeah. name was, who <laughs> finishes fourth. You know, <laughs> I tried to get a little too cute. I really did. And, and Therapist, was- of course, the former Clement trainee. And then the big one in the Ghost Zapper, Clapton, 21 to 1, a $44 winner over O'Connor, who you picked. So you and I gave out that exact. And if you played that exact for $2 or for $4, if you boxed it, it's a buck yeah. 60, $160. That's, that's why I think racing is tremendous. You can make small plays and make big amounts. Right. Monzo, right after that race was done, booked his 18 day journey to Disney uh, this summer uh, with him and his wife and his eight kids. Yes. Uh, that's exactly <laughs> Monzo. Basically, Monzo paid for his entire trip uh, thanks to uh, uh, thanks to Clapton. So good on Clapton. Well, it's crazy, man. That horse was eighth one in the morning line. I just thought the horse could improve a little bit, and then I see twenty two, twenty three, twenty four to one. I'm like, oh god, he's cold on the board. I got to stick with him though. God forbid he wins, you know. So and he ran well. He made an early move, and and him and O'Connor battled down the stretch, and he got his head above, but. Uh, that felt great. And then moving on, the next I'm race sure we hit. Amazing race in the Orchid. We were both on that horse. And and despite Joel Rosario trying to lose the race, amazing grace. He tried. Uh, tried. Did everything in his power not to win, but the horse was just too good for that field. 
and uh, we came out looking pretty good. So a couple weeks in a row, we'll try to keep that momentum going, Moose, and a lot of great races. Now we're really getting to the heart of it here as we get into the Kentucky Derby. You know, just less Saturday is a big day. Yeah, it's a big day. A little excitement. It's fired up. I mean, Saturday, you got the Wood Memorial, the Santa Anita Derby, the Bluegrass. Keeneland's open now. I can't wait to get texts from Monzo where I'll be out and about with my kids trying to entertain them um, and getting texts from Monzo that he hit some uh, 40 to 1 bomb. Yeah, Moose, Moose, father of the year. He's always doing stuff. I'm like, kids, racing's on. Grab your iPads. They're on the charger. Dude, my wife just texted me. It's been some kind of morning. I'll be honest with you. It really has been. We had to push the podcast. Now we're back. So, I mean, I can only imagine what's going on. It's uh, right. I'm in in the foxhole. Hold me. (laughs) Hold me. Tell me you love me. (laughs) I love my wife. I'm just, (laughs) she's a wonderful woman. She is. (laughs) Who starts these podcasts to get away? I do. I do. I'm in my, I'm in the foxhole right now. I'm recording. Leave me alone. <laughs> All right. So we got, we're going to go over some of the undercard of the bluegrass stakes uh, at Keeneland, beautiful Lexington, uh, Kentucky, the Commonwealth, the Appalachian, uh, the Madison and the Shaker town. Then we're going to look at the wood Memorial up here in New York, the Santa Anita Derby out in California. We're going to close out the podcast with the bluegrass, the return of Tappet Trice, my Belmont stakes pick in a couple of weeks here, but that is a, a really loaded race. And I really think all three of the Kentucky Derby prep races this week are good. And I don't know. We certainly don't have a horse, in my opinion, as good as Forte in these races, but certainly some contenders for the Kentucky Derby. So we are going to start in Keeneland. Nice field for the first Saturday running at Keeneland as they're back for their spring meet moose moose and uh, a lot of great stakes races, a lot of competitive fields. I think a lot of these races are wide open. I think, the Madison might be a little tough with Goodnight Olive running in that race, returning off her uh, Breeders' Cup victory. But we're going to start race five, the Commonwealth, seven furlongs on the dirt, Moose. And it, a, a lot of good horses in this field. And I'm looking for a price. I found the price, but the horse that I like at a price is Hear Me Now. And now, hear my song, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. On the outside, hear my song, 10 to 1 on the morning line. And what I like about this horse uh, is if you look back, Go past the last two races at Turf uh, at Turfway. The dirt form going seven furlong, six and a half is really good. And this horse likes to be close to the pace. There's not a lot of speed in this race. Uh, gets the A rider with the card. Uh, I just think there's a lot to like here. This is a horse who loves running at Keeneland. This has hit the board all three times. And you're getting 10 to 1. And the buyer speed figures are exactly where you want to see them in the high 90s. So 10 to 1, hear my song, is my top pick. The horse I fear the most, and it's not the two Nakatomi. The horse that I think could run a big race and could be a real player in this race is Run Classic. 3 to 1 on the morning line. Uh, it doesn't run a lot of races. I mean, if you look at nine career starts in three years, but the form coming back this year has been remarkable running in the mine shaft in Louisiana. And if you go back to October of 2022, five, six races ago, running basically this race, just not a stakes race, put up 105 buyer, winning by eight lengths uh, on this track. So if this is, if the run classic returns to that form, out of run happy, who I know drives us both crazy, uh, three to one, I think this horse, you know, could be the one to really keep an eye on. But hear my song, my top pick, 10 to one, run classic, my second choice, three to one on the morning line. Yeah, I got another, I got a 10 to one shot. I like the four, Heart Rhythm, uh, John Ortiz, Trains, uh, Bayerano. Look at it, at Keeneland, horse for the course, three for three. You look at the distance, 
ran five times at the distance has come in the money three times one for five at the distance um buyer speed figures i think you know do fit earlier in the year first race came in september really hasn't had a significant break since then but 85 96 93 91 87 a little bit of a regression then the step up in the slop over at oklahoma park ran a 93 buyer speed figure with bayerano aboard i think heart rhythm's got a shot at 10 to 1 I do. I mean, I would, I would use, I agree with wholeheartedly about Monzo talking about the uh, run classic, the seven in the race as well uh, was a little bit intrigued by hear my song Monzo's uh, pick on top. And I think you got to use Nakatomi as well. The two, but uh, the horse I like on top, I'm going to be boxing the exacta. I really like the four, seven exacta in this rate, heart rhythm and run classic. Uh, that's going to be my uh, top two plays here in race five at Keeneland. Unless I'm playing deep exactas, I won't use this horse. But if I'm playing deep trifectas, I think we both would be silly not to throw in one of our favorites, Long Range Toddy, in this race, who's still running at the age of seven, thirty to one in the morning line. See, has clearly digressed. The horse is not what the horse used to be, but or regressed. Regress. I'm sorry. Is digress even a word? Yeah, digress. But like, I digress or or regression are two different things. Yes. Well, I kind of yeah. Well, good <laughs> I'm not in the foxhole. I might be now. <laughs> no, dude, it's been a long morning. But long range toddy, 30 to 1 on the morning line, will occasionally fire, uh, you know, especially shortening up a distance. This horse's best runs are coming uh, at shorter distances under a mile. So 31, I would certainly use long range toddy only in trifectas. I wouldn't play in exactly with that horse, but if you want to get a long shot in there uh, to catch that third slot, to catch the show place, the show position, long range toddy. At 30 to 1. Moving on, I really like this race moves. Race 6, Keeneland Saturday, the grade 2 Appalachian, uh, a mile on the turf. And when I think about how I landed on a horse like Clapton, what was I, I, my angle was really, um, the field seemed wide open, and I'm looking for a horse that's seemingly getting better. And that's kind of where I landed here. A lot of these horses, Cairo Consort, uh, Pleasant Passage, Alpha Bella, really good horses. Um, and you know, they're, they're certainly on the up and up. The horse that I really like is this four horse, Heavenly Sunday, eight to one in the morning line for Brad Cox, gets his A rider, Florent Giroux. Um, if you go back to the race in October at a mile, just dominant in an allowance race uh, against 12 on this track. Comes back, runs a month and a half ago at, at Gulfstream Park against a lot of these horses, finishes third, uh, it ran really well, but it was his first race off a layoff. Uh, comes back here, and, and I think she's going to be loaded. Her, her works have been okay, but these connections know uh, when to spot their horses against this very comp, you know, against, against a similar field, eight to one. Uh, that long stretch of Keeneland on the grass, Heavenly Sunday, top pick, eight to one. I might call this my best bet of the day. Um, I, I just think you're going to get a good price against horses that are decent and a horse that's consistently getting better. So that's my angle here. Heavenly Sunday, 8-1 to one in the morning line. And I'm also going to use the two, Papilio. Kind of the same deal. Uh, comes back here, second race uh, in America, in the United States, after running overseas. And ran a very respectable second up at Gulfstream. Gets a little extra distance here. Uh, I'm going to use that horse. And the buyer speed figures are really good in 84. So I'm going to use Heavenly Sunday, 8-1, to one, Papilio, 6-1. Those are the two for me in the Appalachian. Yeah, I, I went in. I'm going. You're not going to get much of a price, but I want to pick a winner, right? So last week was cold. We're trying to get hot on Saturday in in the Appalachian. Um, 
I'm going with Suge and Gaffleone, the seven Pleasant Passage, five to two on the morning line. And I think based on the fact the last two bullet drills, uh, both at Payson Park, best of 13, best of 43. Last work was really sharp, four furlongs and 47 and two. Last time we saw uh, this filly out of more than ready, who's been a great turf sire run, was the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Philly and turf, came flying down the lane, finished second. Uh, lost that race that day uh, by two and a quarter lengths. I rat Ortiz aboard. Uh, Gaffleone rode this horse in a maiden winner up at Saratoga last summer, late in the meet. Um, that's where I landed. I landed on on Pleasant Passage at uh, five to two on the morning line as my top choice. So where do you think, looking how this race plays out, the two outside horses clearly like to be close to the leader on. Pleasant Passage has done that. Do you think Pleasant Passage tries to rate or tries to, to go to the lead, especially off those works? That was kind of my issue with Pleasant Pass. I just didn't know what to expect. Yeah, no, I'm not sure. I mean, but I think it's versatile. So, I mean, you've seen Pleasant Passage come from off the pace and made him winner up at Saratoga, came from off the pace in the Juve, uh, Breeders' Cup Juvenile Philly and Turf, and then in the Miss Grillo went right to the lead and and won it. So I, I like that kind of flexibility where it's not, you know, you go into it saying, oh, she has to run this specific way in order to win. You know, I think when the gates open up, I think it's going to be on Tyler Gaffleone to figure out exactly what the best trip is. I don't know if she'll necessarily be on the lead. I agree with you. I don't know where exactly the pace is going to come from. I would not be all that surprised uh, if she went to the front. I would use Papillo um, underneath Mark Cassie, uh, Castellano aboard. Javier, not nearly the same jockey he was five, six years ago. However, uh, you know, good European form over in Ireland. Second start in the United States. Nice debut down at Gulfstream Park at 7-1. Lost that race by a head with one of the great finishing jockeys in all of North America right now in Luis Saez. And I would use your pick. I do like – I don't like him on top or her on top, I should say. Uh, but I do like your pick in in Heavenly uh, Sunday to use underneath. Race 7 Saturday, Keeneland. The grade 1 Madison Moose in the return of the champion sprinting uh, – Good night, Olive. Two to five on the morning line. Uh, Going to be very tough to beat. First off, doesn't get a whole lot in this field. A field of about five horses here. Uh, there doesn't seem to be a ton of pace. Uh, don't want to spend too much time trying to break this one down or, or give you any. No, single good night, Olive. There's yeah, really I mean, look, much. the I mean, only that, way this horse I... loses is, in my opinion, if someone gets away in the lead and, and puts them all away early. And maybe society can do that. Be stunned. I mean, good night, Olive's going to be one to nine. And I think we'll be saying goodnight the lights as we hit the 16th pole. You agree? Yeah, she's two to five on the morning line. I mean, society, if you really, this is not a race to kind of bet into the wind pools unless, you know, for some reason, goodnight Olive is not one to five or two to five or three to five or something like that. Um, but yeah, Chad Brown, Irad Ortiz aboard. I agree with you about the two. I think if you're playing pick fours, pick five, something of that nature, maybe you want to get a little too cute if you get cute. Uh, I think you'd have to include the three society three to one on the morning line. Race eight, Keeneland, Shaker Town, five and a half furlongs on the turf moose. And these are some of my favorite races because despite favorites in this race, there's always a large field and there's always a chance to cash. And the favorite in this race, I can't believe I'm going to say this, is one of our favorites, Caravel, who we really messed up. Love Caravel. Now, we've bet Caravel a ton. She's running well. I'm sorry, he's running well. Uh, but. Again, eight to five against a, a large field. Uh, first time running since uh, November. Tough for me to take Caravel at eight to five here, uh, especially when I thought this horse was 
regressing going into the Breeders' Cup, and clearly I was wrong there, but but still, I, I just didn't think that horse was the same horse, so I can't take eight to five first time off a layoff in a very crowded field in a short race. So the horse I landed on, and typically in races like this, I like horses that come well off the pace, and I'm going to go a little different here. Mr. Mm, out of spites there, Corey Lannery, Wayne Catalano, uh, yeah. I think is in tremendous form. And if you look, ran this similar race. I, I know it was uh, not as deep, and it certainly wasn't the race uh, we're looking at today. Just a couple of weeks ago at the fairgrounds was was dominant. Going back to all these turf performances, whether it's at Remington or, or wherever, really good buyer speed figures. And I think you'll be looking at maybe 10 to 1. I know 6 to 1 is the morning line. Uh, I just like, first off, I love Corey Liner running at Keeneland. He knows that track better than anybody. Um, and I, I think this horse is going to get a good trip and just sit right off whoever's on the lead and and really battle down the stretch. So Mr. Mm for me, top pick, 6-1 to one on the morning line, Moose. Yeah, we're on the same horse. I tried to keep, uh, convince myself uh, we play the name game in our next segment, but I do love the name Bad Beat Brian. That is not Monzo. Monzo, all he does is pick winners. But, you know, it's a great name, uh, the 9, 15-1 on the morning line. Uh, but we're on the same horse. I like Caravel. Caravel's got a break coming off running a monster 107 buyer speed figure last time. Uh, last time in in the Breeders' Cup and fantastic performance, eight to five on the morning line was good. Has been good to us uh, over the course of of her career. Uh, she, you know, over the course of his career, he's been great. But however, I just I can't take eight to five, seven to five, six to five on Caravel first race back. We could be proven wrong. I mean, it's it's highly possible. Nobody goes, breaks brilliantly, you know, two lengths up. That's the key to Caravel is the break is, um, you know, one of the, you know, one of the best breakers from the gate really in, in North American racing. Um, but I'm just not going to play at eight to one. I, everything you said about everything that you said uh, is the reason why I, I landed on the six to one shot. I think you're probably going to get all of six to one on Mr. Mm, Lannery aboard uh, breaking from post five. I agree with you. I think the buyer speed figures fit when you're looking at it. Um, I think if he runs his A race and there's a little bit of a regression in Caravel, I think Mr. Mm can easily win it. Horse I'm going to use underneath is the outside horse, the Resmi Red, who consistently runs well, coming off the layoff as well. But I think that horse, I think a Resmi Red is actually a better horse than Caravel. Just doesn't get the trip that Caravel has got. If you look at a Resmi Red, just look at last year's Jiper. Uh, you know, was beaten by Casa Creed by half a length, who we all know is maybe the best turf sprinter in the country right now. So uh, arrest me red at nine to two, which I think it'll be a little lower than that uh, would be my second choice. So Mr. Mm, arrest me red for me in the Shaker town. <sighs> a lot of races, Moose, a lot of good races. Now we get into the fun stuff here, the three-year-olds, the Kentucky Derby prep races. And I think next week on the podcast, we will give you maybe a top three list, our top five, maybe three or five. Yeah. Going in now after we've had a substantial amount of Kentucky Derby prep races, uh, see where we uh, where we land. We won't discuss it before. We'll we'll just kind of be like, all right, here's my top five. Here's your top five. Let's compare. Um, and we will get a really good look at a lot of these horses this week. We're going to start at Aqueduct on Saturday, the Wood Memorial, and now a grade two event, a mile and an eighth on the dirt moose and. Uh, I saw a lot of people like killing the field, not, not happy with it. And look, this is always typically a very slow run race and you don't get a lot of Kentucky Derby winners out of this, out of this race. And I get that, 
But I, I think with this group of three-year-olds outside of Forte kind of being like, whatever, we're, we're still up in the air. You got to look, take a serious look at some of these horses. And it's not a great field, though. It's it's no, it's not. But we don't know how great it is. I think it's a good betting race. Yes. I, I don't know. I mean, I think it's a good betting race. I don't. I don't know if I necessarily look at the field and be like, "Wow, what a great." You know. All right, well, who'd you land on? What's that? Who'd you land on? No, no. I mean, just well. I mean, I think there were a number of horses that you look at it and you look at this field and you say, "Well, um, they've got an opportunity." And just because I don't necessarily think it's the most talented Wood Memorial. Uh, that we've ever seen doesn't necessarily mean that I don't think you can, it's a race that you can't go out and, and make some money on. And I landed on the five slip Mahoney, Dylan Davis, Brad Cox, six to one on the morning line. I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan of dreamlike breaking from the rail seven to two watching the last race uh, down at, at Tampa. Didn't really find that to be all impressive. Um, I do think if classic catch for Pletcher, Trevor McCarthy aboard 10 to one on the morning line, I think if classic catch gets a significant, uh, a, a pretty good pace up front, I think he's going to come rallying from the clouds. So hit show deserve it five to two morning line favorite for Brad Cox and Manny Franco, but I'm going to go with the other Cox trainee in this race and uh hit show is going to get a lot of love, a little concerned about him uh, breaking from post 13 being five to two on the morning line. I'm going to go with uh, Slip Mahoney. Dylan Davis has won on him before. I don't think he's going to be coming from the clouds. I think he'll break better from the gate. I think he'll be probably be sitting into the second flight in the Wood Memorial on Saturday, and that's where I landed. Yeah, we're on the same horse again. Whoa! Uh, this is uh, – I did not think I, – I, I thought of all the races that we would pick, we would not – this is the one race we'd have, very, you know, completely different opinions because it was kind of wide open. And the way I looked at it is I'm going to draw a line through the last race. Even though the horse ran really well, the Gotham was in the slop. I actually had Ray's Kane, if you remember, at yes, whatever it was, like 23 to 1 or something like that. Um, but that race set up for closers. They were going super fast up front, 22 and 45 for the quarter and a half. And if this race just runs to form, you know, I think Slip Mahoney is just going to be sitting off Arctic Arrogance, and he's going to have the first chance to make that move. And Dylan Davis knows this track as good as any, as well as anybody. Uh, I like the post position. He should be able to navigate a good trip. And I think he wants every part of a mile and an eighth on the dirt. So um, the buyer speed, if you put a line to the last race, like I'm doing right now, those speed figures are getting better and better and better each race. And I'm looking for a horse that's getting better. And I think Slip Mahoney is getting better. And if you go back to some of the racing lines in this horse's second race, which was in the slop at, at Aqueduct, who do you lose to by a neck? Tappet Trice. Tappet Trice is going off as, uh, you know, maybe one of your top five choices right now in a Kentucky Derby. So Slip Mahoney has run against very well-backed horses and has run well. Uh, I think at 6-1, to one, you're getting a good price. Horses out of Arrogate. We know how great Arrogate was. Uh, to me, really good price, 6-1. to one. Slip Mahoney is my top pick. I'm going to use Dreamlike as well, who I think... I like the equipment change, adding blinkers here. This horse might try to go to the lead and compete with Arctic Arrogance, uh, but obviously Pletcher and Ortiz, you're not going to go wrong there. Um, and this horse has really good early speed figures, so uh, I would look for Dreamlike being close to or on the lead. I'm going to use Arctic Arrogance as well, who consistently hints the board. The interesting thing about Arctic Arrogance is a horse that likes the lead and is taking the blinkers off. So they're changing tactics. I don't know. The Sire Frosted won this race. How long is that ago? 
eight, nine years ago now. So yeah, uh, out of frost. I just think about frosted's met mile when I think about frosted. Yes, that I don't. Oh <laughs> well, I do. I just I think about you cashing that day oh, at Belmont. Such a such a great day. So warm. <laughs> a couple beers. It was a great day. I remember talking to you that night. That was also the disastrous uh, Destin Belmont Stakes fiasco, where you had the winner and I had Destin. Yes, right at the nose, the wire. Then Bobby Flay. Oh, creator! You had creator, creator. Oh, what a mess! What a mess! I had Destin all over. I had creator all over the place. Win, exacta, Keith, exacta, trifecta. There's not been many good days at the track for Mark Malusis, but that was one of them. Justifying why you're doing this podcast. Slip Mahoney over Dreamlike (laughs) over Arctic Arrogance for me in the Wood Memorial Moose. No, chasing those Billy Mott and uh, Judmont horses. Remember those? I used to fall in love with those horses. Anyway, um, anyway, uh, yeah, I'm going with Slip Mahoney on top in in the Wood Memorial. I'd use, I'd spread out a little bit underneath. Uh, I would maybe look at Shadow Dragon. I guess you'd have to throw Dreamlike if you're going to spread out a little bit. I think a horse you got to use as well as Kruppi. Uh, out of curling for Todd Pletcher, Kendrick Carmouche. I mean, seems like Todd Pletcher's uh, one regression in the Risen Star didn't run all that well at the fairgrounds. However, uh, coming off a maiden special weight victory at Aqueduct, I think Groupie's one where maybe if you buy into the bounce theory, uh, first race off the layoff runs at 87, regression in the Risen Star. I would imagine that gets a little bit of a easier lift on Saturday. And when you look at Groupie, I'd use classic catch underneath. Um, and I guess reluctantly, I think based on the buyer speed figures, you'd have to use Arctic arrogance, but I don't really like the Linda DeRice trainee all that much, but I really like slip Mahoney. You mentioned your best bet of the day. That's probably my best bet of the day. I really, I really think going back to Dylan Davis, uh, after the McCarthy fiasco has had success, the buyer speed figures fit, um, Cox trainee. It's the other bread Cox as well in the race. Uh, that's where I would go. I think you also have to throw in the morning line favorite underneath. So I'm going to spread underneath, but slip Mahoney on top. Race six, Santa Anita Moose. We're going out to California. The grade one Santa Anita Derby. I don't get how the Santa Anita Derby is a grade one. and The Wood Memorial is a grade two, but uh, that's another argument for another day. Uh, funny story about this race, Moose. If you remember week one of doing this podcast four or five weeks ago, and I only bet the names, you like Dazzle Me Silver. Dazzle Me Silver because you like pirates for some reason. And Dazzle Me Silver makes it to the Santa Anita Derby. So how about that? How about that? What do you think about this race overall? Uh, I think I think there's some Kentucky Derby contenders in it. I, I really do. I think you have three horses in here that uh, are going to be challenging Forte and, and anybody else up there uh, in the Kentucky Derby, starting with uh, Go Rocket Ride, Practical Move. And my top pick in this race, Moose, and that's going to be the sixth national treasure. Uh, Johnny Velasquez on top. Uh, former Baffert horse. And when those two get together, especially the last couple of years, Moose, they've done a lot of really good things. Uh, Johnny V and Bob Baffert. I know Baffert's not training the horse right now for you know legal reasons, but um, to me, if you look at this race, I, I just, I, I don't love what I've seen from Practical Move. And I know that's, a, it just, the horse looks good, but it had a lot of things in its favor. Eight to five uh, good. Yeah, eight to five good. I don't think, when you look at a horse like National Treasure and you look at Practical Move, the, the they shouldn't be that far apart in odds, in my opinion. The buyers are close. The consistent running is close. Um, 
to me, national treasure consistently getting better, running good races. Last two races ago, lost to Forte, who was going to probably be your favorite in the Kentucky Derby. Last out off the layoff, runs really well in the sham, loses the reincarnated red last week, and now comes in working really well, gets John Velasquez back. Not a lot of pace in this race. I think Johnny V is going to sit pretty, sitting in second or third, and is going to make a big move at the top and and blow this field out of the water. I think National Treasure sitting on a big race. They paid a ton of money for this horse. Uh, I, I expect really good things out of National Treasure. The horse that I'm really interest, interested in is Mandarin Hero on the outside. Uh, the 8-1 to shot coming from Japan. Shanghai Bobby, a, a Todd Fletcher trainee 10, 12 years ago. Um, I don't know what to expect. We talked about it a couple weeks ago, how great these horses are coming out of Japan. And, you know, there's going to be a day where a horse out of Japan comes here and wins the Kentucky Derby. And I don't know if this is the horse, probably not. But we have a horse here competing in the Santa Anita Derby. And at 8-1, to one, I have to use underneath. I'd be stupid not to. Yeah, I think, well, yeah. and uh, you've been ahead of the curve when you're looking at, you know, the impact of Japan on, on thoroughbred racing and what their trainers and, and, and what their jockeys are doing on, on the international stage. And they've been very, very impressive. I went with the three go rocket ride. Mandela, Flavion Pratt. I'm kind of surprised that you didn't. You love Flavion Pratt. There's not anybody else that mentioned about there's not a lot of pace in the race. Is, can you make the argument that go rocket ride is able to go to the front end, gain a little bit of a breather? if unchallenged and play catch me if you can i agree with you i'm not impressed by practical move at eight to five on the morning line ramon vasquez aboard um i'm also not impressed really by national treasure um horse was really thought well thought of ran in the breeders cup juvenile a year ago Uh, i don't love skinner um mandarin hero is an interesting one um dazzle me silver can't bet him at 50 to one on the morning line I'm getting three to one. I think I'll, I think I'm going to get all of that three to one. Mandela's sneaky. Good. We know that really, really talented, very, very productive Southern California trainer. We've seen him have, you know, success on the breeders cup level as well and gets Pratt on the front end back out in Santa Anita. That's where I landed on. I landed on the the three to one shot in the Santa Anita Derby. I landed on go rocket ride. Yeah. I mean, look, I think this race goes through four horses. It goes to go rocket ride, practical move, national treasure, and the, the Japanese horse, uh, Mandarin Hero. I, I agree with you on Skinner. Uh, I, I don't think the horse is just it's just a level below these horses. I could have gone either way, to be honest with you. Um, I just like the way Johnny V rides out in California. Yeah, I, for sure. Well, he's rides. a go rider. I mean, it's a positive when you look at I mean, it's basically a Bob Baffert trainee, even though Timmy Octine is. And, and that's the go rider when you think about when Baffert's got a big race and he needs a win. You know, he used to go to Mike Smith. He now goes to John Velasquez. So that's the angle I went with. I would play that exactly with Go Rocket Ride and National Treasure and feel very comfortable going into it. I also think both those horses want them, both of these horses want a mile and eighth much more than a mile and a sixteenth. So um, I like it. I like the exact. I like both the picks. And let's try and cash that one in. What do you think? Yeah, I like that. Let's box it. <laughs> let's box it. We still got to go through the bluegrass, which is going to be the top of the stretch, the biggest race of this weekend, the one you got to watch. But first, coming up next, the best racing names of this weekend. A lot of good ones. I got three. I'm sure Moose has a few. And we've actually given you some winners strictly betting on the names. We'll get to that next. I only bet the names, betting the ponies, Bet Rivers Network. You're listening to Betting the Ponies on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, Moose, time for... I only bet the names and you've actually pulled out some winners. You've actually given us a horse that is running in the Sandy, the Derby and dazzle me silver. Mm. So strictly. So 
strictly betting on the names hasn't hurt us. And I got a couple here. And last week, what did I give you? I gave you Joe's had enough out of Joe Beningo for Joe Beningo. Joe's had enough, all the pain, blah, blah, blah. You know, $7 winner at Tampa Bay last week for Joe's had enough. So how about that? Giving your winners. I like simply on how, the how about that? I like that. Um, I got a couple for you, both at Gulfstream Park. Go. Um, go all right. Race one, uh, five furlongs, three to one on the morning line. Gonzalez aboard. Uh, pink party pants. Whoa. Pink party pants. That's that's a great name, no? That's, that's Moose on a Saturday night. He's no, out. Yeah. <laughs> Usually I... Uh, yes, I have three kids. I'm usually out pretty early. So Pink Party Pants, race one at Gulfstream Park on Saturday. We're going to go to race five. Um, and this is for Monzo because he was a big Triple H fan uh, on Saturday at Gulfstream Park. A mile on the turf. The six, eight to one on the morning line. I am the game. Wow, that is – we've done a really good job, and I'm going to get involved with this in uh... – incorporating wrestling names in these and i have one for you but yes i'm the game that's a good one yeah i thought of you once i saw it i thought of you that's fantastic i am the game so i've got two for you i am the game pink party pants race one race five um at race five race one at gulfstream on saturday i got three for you this week and we're actually going to give you one in the stakes race in the gazelle race three at aqueduct on saturday uh frosty o'toole and the reason i'm going with frosty o'toole is because Dan O'Toole uh, hosts Boomsies on the Bet Rivers Network. So a little shout-out to Dan uh, Dan O'Toole running that show, doing a good job on his podcast. Frosty O'Toole, 4-1 on the morning line in the, the Gazelle at Aqueduct. Race 4 at Laurel Park Moose on Saturday. Hmm. Uh, Happy Clouds, a little Bob Ross special. Oh, I like happy that. Clouds, 2-1 to one on the morning line. Oh, happy Frosty. Cloud here. Yes, oh, that's no, first. It's your so, painting. Very calm, relaxed horse running oh, in race four God at Laurel Park. Happy clouds. And a wrestling angle here, Moose. And I think it's a wrestling angle because it's spelled a little differently. But race five at Evangeline Downs, 12 to 1, rumor reigns. Spelled like Roman reigns. Ah. Oh. So I, I, there was already a Roman reigns horse I remember running in New York. So I think they tried to come up with a way here to mimic that. Rumor reigns. 12 to 1 on the morning line, race 5 at Angeline. Only betting horses by the name here on betting the ponies. Frost the old tool in the third race at Aqueduct on Saturday. Race 4, Laurel. Happy Clouds of Bob Ross special. And race 5, Evangeline Downs. Rumor reigns, 12 to 1 moves. So five horses there between the two of us. Only betting names. We've actually given you some winners. $7 winner last week. That's I only bet the names. Betting the ponies, Bet Rivers Network. You're listening to Betting the Ponies on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, Moose, time for top of the stretch here. The best race yes. you have to watch this weekend. The race, if you're going to bet one race, if you're going to look in on one race this weekend, it's got to be this race. And we're in agreement here. It's the Grade One Bluegrass. We're here. It's spring. It's springtime. You know, it's spring when you're running in Keeneland and yes. it's weekend, and it's spring. It's a little warmer here in the uh, the northeast, at least for here in New Jersey, Moose. I'm assuming it's a little warmer by you. You're not that far away. And uh, in springtime, we get the bluegrass stakes. We have a great uh, Saturday at Keeneland, and this is the feature race. And this is the feature race on the podcast. And we get the return of Tappet Rice, your Tampa Bay Derby winner in this race. And a lot of really good horses, verifying classic car wash, uh, Sun Thunder, and Blazing Sevens, uh, a Ray's Cane, your Gotham winner. 
Uh, a lot of good horses moved. Who did you land on? Yeah, I went with uh, I went the with the three verifying Gaffleone and and Brad Cox, and and we talked about um, Taylor earlier on, um, Tyler earlier on in the in the podcast, but. I think he. I think you draw a line in in uh, through his last race in the Rebel. Ran in the slop, you know, got blocked at the top of the stretch. Giroux was aboard that afternoon. Um, you go back first race out at Oklahoma Park. Ran really, really well. Won it, you know, brilliantly. Um, and was the betting favorite in the Rebel as well. But won that day on a fast track, and won by five and a quarter lengths. I know zero for one at Keeneland. The one race was in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile. Went back and watched that last night. Forte, he was 16-1. to 1, Really didn't know, do all that much running. Ran even throughout the course of the race, but was talented enough after the way he ran up at Saratoga and then the Champagne to get that opportunity in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile. I think the son of Justify comes back, bigger, faster, stronger. Like I mentioned, I think you have to cross out the Rebel. Outside the Rebel, I think he bounces forward. I like verifying at 3-1 to one on the morning line. Gaffleone and Cox on Saturday in the uh, top of the stretch, the Toyota Bluegrass. Yeah, I, I, I think Tappet Trice is the best horse in this race. Uh, I, I do wonder if they're going to have him fully cranked. He doesn't need the race to to get into the Kentucky Derby at this point. He just needs to run okay, and I think he will by accident. Uh, the horse I really like, uh, and I may throw this in, in as another best bet of the day. I really like Blazing Sevens, six to one in the morning line. Add a good magic for Chad Brown going with his A rider and I rider Ortiz. I will physically draw a line through the last race in the Fountain of Youth at Gulfstream with Joel Rosario. He was bumped early, was absolutely no factor in that race. Clearly, there was an issue, pulled himself up. Uh, we'll, we'll forget that race even happened. If you go back to his debut, big time winner at Saratoga. Second race, you know, he ran a, uh, he ran third, but he lost to Forte, who was going in as your breeder, as your Kentucky Derby favorite. Comes back, romps in the champagne with Flavian Pratt. Comes back in the Breeders' Cup, Juvenile. Runs a very respectable third, losing to Forte. And if you look at some of the notes, five wide, five wide, bothered, bothered, issue left and right. What does Chad do? He goes with his A-rider, I-rider Ortiz. He adds blinkers, hoping that gets him out of whatever gate issues he might have or you know issues starting the race and bumping other horses. So I think that if you cross the line to the last race and you see the improving buyer speed figures, you think that maybe Tappet Trice is not fully cranked and you have Chad doing all these little things to get a horse in the Kentucky Derby, you're getting a good price at six to one on blazing seven. So I think has to run will will run the best race of his career and come up victorious in the uh, bluegrass here. Good magic, uh, really good horse coming out of good magic. So, and that was a bluegrass winner as well. So Chad Brown with these connections has done really well in this race, blazing seven, six to one. Top pick for me in this race. I'm also going to use uh, Tappet Trice, your second choice uh, for me in the Bluegrass. Yeah, I, I think you. I mean, I think it's it's going through those three. Verifying, I like on top. Tappet Trice, I'm going to use underneath. I'm going to use Blazing Sevens underneath as well. I'll throw another one in. I know it was in the slop, and you know maybe better. I mean two two races one on the grass ran very very well and then ran in a claiming event um Mendelssohn's march is one that i would use underneath uh go back and look at his run in the slop at oklahoma park at a mile and a 16th here's what's impressive about Mendelssohn's march first off inexperienced coming off one race a three-year-old running in the slop buried on the rail 
and is able to overcome the fact in the stretch where there was traffic in front of him, dirt getting kicked in his face, and then to be able to finish stylishly. Now, is he a product of being on a sloppy track? He's got a 350 wet rating when you're looking at running on a dirt track, maybe. Uh, but I would not all be the, all that surprised if Mendelssohn's March now got improved by our speed figures, 71, 79. has got to get faster. I'm talking about using underneath. I would use Mendelssohn's March as well, but I'm going to use verifying on top. So Blazing 7's top pick for me, verifying top pick for you. You play that exact, you're going to make some money, Moose. And Yeah, if we can get that, if we can get verifying and Blazing 7's and get Tappet Trice out of there. Tappet Trice has got to, it's going to be closing from the clouds. He will. Well, I guess, I mean, you know, he did, he did draw the rail. So, you know, there is something against him. And like I said, who know, who knows if he's fully cranked? Is Pletcher going to tell Luis Saez to win at all costs? I don't know. Uh, I would venture to say not, to be honest with you. So I think there's a couple things in your favor to try and get a price home, whether that's your horse or whether that's Blazing Sevens, or if you want to even make an argument for Mendelssohn's March like you did. The horse that I don't like in this race is actually the horse I picked in the Gotham, and that's Ray's Kane, who, to me, is just I know he gets Joel Rosario. Rosario moved off, Blaz- uh, Bla- moved off Blazing Sevens. This horse needs a perfect situation and something like the slop to win. So to me, nine nine to two, I would be stunned if this horse even hits the board, Moose. Yeah, I don't like Raising Kane as well. I'm with you. I would not use. I like I like Mendelssohn's March. I think there's value there at twenty to one on the morning line. Um, but if we could ever get if we could ever get a and the other one I would use as well is I would use Sun Thunder. That'd be another one I think deserves a little bit of love at 10 to one on the morning line. I cross off his last race as well. I think he's a pretty talented three-year-old, but let's try and get the three, eight home uh, blazing, say blazing sevens and verifying box it in the bluegrass. And we all win. Monzo wins. I win. We all win. We've gone through seven races here. Uh, we've both decided there's a two to five shot in the Madison. Good. I know that's, it would be stunning if you're yeah, single, who, uh, single and move on. A, waste you're time. one or two best bets moose of the horses we picked. Yeah, I like Slip Mahoney in the in the Wood Memorial would be my top choice. And my second one, I would probably go with our top of the stretch, our our race of the day on Saturday. I'm going to go with Verifying in the Blue. If I had to give you Those would be two my top best bet winners, I really like Blazing Sevens, but I won't use won't, won't use that race. I really like National Treasure three to one in the Sanding Derby and the Appalachian Heavenly Sunday eight to one. Those would be my two best bets that I will play uh, in the weekend and give to you guys on this podcast. So. Yeah, next week I might be like, you know, like a, a dog with a tail between my legs, but I really like my three top choices in the derby prep races this weekend. I really do. I mentioned the bluegrass and the and and I do really like my pick in the sanity derby with Mandela and Flavion Pratt. So let's see. Maybe we can have ourselves a weekend. Maybe we can have ourselves a Saturday, Monzo. Maybe we can. Yeah, well, yeah, look, I'll be watching the races. You'll be, you know, camping with your kids somewhere, I'm sure. Or doing something that's that's father of the year status like you always do so no i don't i don't always do i don't do enough according to donna <laughs> so listen if you're listening I'm, to this joking. Podcast, I'm, jo- I'm joking no i don't i don't No, i agree with you i gotta this week i gotta play it instead of i can still go do all those things but obviously we can we all have smartphones now uh as long as you're you know not 75 years old you're closing um, in on, you know, so. you, i'm not closing in on 75 but thank you I appreciate it. Well, look, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm assuming you are because it's the greatest horse racing podcast being recorded at this moment. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Make sure you you check in with us on Twitter and you you combat with us. You fight with us. Tell us who you like. I love bringing uh, the fans in. So appreciate all the support. Uh, Make sure you subscribe to Betting the Ponies. Moose, it's been fun. Look forward to next week. We're another week closer to the Kentucky Derby.
Love you, Mons. Thanks, guys. Good luck to everyone. Good luck with all your plays. We'll chat next week. We'll chat next week. Betting the Ponies, Bet Rivers Network. Thanks for listening to Betting the Ponies on the Bet Rivers Network.